0: Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, hey. How are you? I am good. And yourself?
1: I'm good too.
0: <laughs> well fed, I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: What 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 all was on that table, man? What's coming that down. I know I saw deviled eggs. Some some.
1: So there croissants. was. Yeah, we made the croissants
0: mm-hmm. from scratch.
1: Yeah, from scratch. Everything okay. we do is from scratch. We don't get like pre-made dough. Mm. So we had croissants, some egg, like Swiss of an eggplant. Like I don't know, like it's some of the words are so untranslatable because the word is not existing in English. Okay. Unfortunately.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So, there was some, like... We're,
0: we're, dis- try to describe it, and I'll, I'll try to find the English word for it.
1: It's, like, we have, like, breakfast sauces mm-hmm. that we make, and, like, there's, like, peppers on it, and there's, like, tomato sauce mixed in it. Like, we make the sauces. Like, like a you know gravy. Things? It's a gravy. Yeah, something like that, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There was some tea, obviously, if you know, Arabs, Middle Eastern... We have to have our tea. It's like the coffee for like Americans, but like not all Americans like coffee, but I guarantee you ninety nine percent of Middle Easterners love tea. Hmm. Yes.
0: I gotta find like two to to, to meet that one percent that don't <laughs> <laughs> but nah. Uh, let's get into it. What's good, what's good, what's good. Shout out to all the new listeners, the old listeners, and all the in-between. Uh, this is not typically how we start episodes, but I got a special guest, so we got to give you a special episode. Today, we will be talking about the difference of mentalities of American children, privileged children, and the less fortunate, and those who are immigrants of this country. And just the different perspectives on relationships and, and how we are raised and standards and morals that people have. So, Amira, go ahead and introduce yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do?
1: So my name is Amira. I am Arab. I'm from Iraq and Turkey. I'm 23 years old. I came to the United States with my family back in 2007. Oh gosh, I was eight years old. Long, long, long time ago. It's not
0: that long ago. that was yesterday.
1: No, it's been that long. <laughs> I can't even turn back and say it's been oh yesterday because what you, what you go up, what you live through, definitely is not like, oh, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: A lot so, of experiences. Was- and we'll, we'll touch on some of those. How many languages do you speak?
1: I speak, I guess you could say three and a half, almost mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Wild. speak Turkish, Wild. Arabic, English, and a little bit of German.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, all right. That's dope. That's dope. What What made you like? How? What What introduced you to learning so many languages? Was that mandatory growing up? Was that something like your own interest you pursued on yourself? Where did So, that
1: come from? I from my origins, we already speak. Turkish and Arabic so I grew up learning both and both languages they're two different languages but both of them have similar so many similarities to it so it was easy learning English and I mean Arabic and Turkish so growing up I was taught like that and then English it was mandatory because obviously I came here and I had to when I was in second grade I had to understand what people were saying because I'm going to school, but I wasn't understanding what the teachers were saying. So I had to learn it. And then German, I have a couple of businesses in German and I've visited Germany a couple of times. That's for like more like business. I guess you could say business mandatory. So Mm -hmm. because of my businesses, I had to learn German, German a little bit.
0: Right, right, right you know, part of that is one of the reasons or one of the big things that stuck out uh, about you is, is, is your difference, uh, a perspective and your difference, like your different mentality. Um, The way you perceive the world and the way you understand the world, right? With you only being 23 your mentality is more like 30, 35. Um, With that being the case, like, where do you think that comes from? Right? So with the languages that was part of like, your upbringing, that was what you were around. And then with German, it was a custom that you had to you had to get accustomed to because of business. Um, in terms of just like your maturity, some of the wisdom that you have, the knowledge, was that all life experiences? Was that influenced by your parents? Where did that come from?
1: So definitely um, family, origin, tradition, they all play a big role on it mm-hmm. because how you're introduced to topics is very important because majority of the times that's how you're going to um, maintain or like keep those um, ment- keep that mentality I guess mm-hmm. but me personally a lot of it came from mixture of both experience you know best of both worlds yeah I used to be in Middle East now I'm in a whole different place, tradition, culture, ethnicity, different, everything. So a lot of it was just like experience, but yeah, family played into it too.
0: Right, right, right. And with the experiences early on and what you transitioning from a, a different country and growing up here, you know, for a bulk of your, your, your older ages, if you will, you know, what, what were some of the biggest differences you noticed between your home country
1: and America? Oh my God, I can go on and on about this one. Mm-hmm. One of the, um, so I guess a couple, whatever, um, differences. I really found out the family settings here. Oh, my God. The thought of, so when we first came here, we didn't really see this as much because, A, we were younger, but the more I got to, like, 16, 17, 18, we realized, I realized that a lot of uh teenagers when they reach 18 they move out yeah or they i don't know they move out mm-hmm. and that is like a big no for us like where are you moving out you're still a child like i was so shocked by that idea like we were like oh my god do the just parents just like kick them out like what is the issue like how can you just leave your child to like like that right there was like the biggest difference that we saw because that plays along with family. What are family traditions? How much do you, quote unquote, value your family? Because like, for example, me, this is what I realize In my family, when there's dinner, we're all sitting at that dinner table. doesn't matter if you're mad. No, 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 no. You're sitting at the dinner table with us. All of, even if you're not going to eat you that's like that we value that as a respect okay Mm -hmm. in here i realized when i was in like high school when students would talk about their families they were so much like names Mm -hmm. like calling them parents actual names yeah that was never the case for me
0: (laughs) that's that's so that's not to make this racy but that's more of a white thing you're saying like call them by their first name
1: yeah, or like, for <laughs> example, or for example, another thing, you guys, or let me not just say you guys, um, Americans, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Americans. It's, it's very general. They tend to have stepmom, stepdad, and whatnot. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we have like not even like it's not even more. Um, it's in the past now. It's not really like that anymore. But yeah, men did used to get like, Arab men used to have like four wives, but that was like all the way in the back. And so you don't see that more. It's more modernized right now. And the only reason why we had that is because like, it's what, like it was like a religious help. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm a cheat. Oh yeah, I'm gonna find me a new wife. No, no, nothing like that. So when I heard that, Somebody was calling, oh, I have a dad, a stepdad, a stepmom, a mom. And then, like, I was like, like, it was just so weird to me because you have a stepsister. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what does step mean? So it was so many differences.
0: Right, right, right. With the kids, I know you saw big differences with the kids and the mentality of the kids. And uh, we had conversations in the past, too, about, you know, what you expected out of your family and what you wanted, like the standards you wanted to set. What were some of those big differences you noticed between your home country and America in terms of kids and how they were raised?
1: So kids over there, first of all, they live off of education. Mm -hmm. That is a very sad case, but it is very, very, very true. So in there, if you don't have, like, education, you basically cannot leave your house until you're married. For girls, for example. Mm -hmm. In here, that is not the case. People over here go to college, take some years off, go, like, freely about their way. And one thing about the kids over there and the kids over here. There is so many opportunities in United States of America, but they are so unaware of it, and that is so sad. Yeah, education does is with money, unfortunately. We're not in that age where everything is free, and it will n- probably never be that. But it's the fact that there's financial aid from governments, and people fail to use it or... They know it and they don't want to go to school. Like mm-hmm. while you have students over in, for example, Middle East that are dying to get into their classes mm-hmm. that are like crying their balls out because for their education is a top. Ta- it's a competition over there, whereas here it's not a competition. Mm hmm. And, like, you can go so, like, you can go about so many ways. For example, people now got the entrepreneur thing on their mind. And that's good for you. If you can do that, yeah. And I'm not saying that you need education to be something, you know. You, there are people that make money off of, you know, whatever they do and without education. So, that's not a necessity. But over there, that's an issue, Mm-hmm. You need to have education or else you're basically doing nothing with your life.
0: And you've always been somebody to take initiative, to take that extra step to not be, not to fall in the herd. Right. You've always been a person. If so if everybody's doing one thing, all right, let me take it up to another level. Oh yeah. The next step. Right. Right. See,
1: with, that's with that... one thing. Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh no, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: See, that's one thing that's like with that differs from, um, other foreigners versus United, like Americans. Because mm-hmm. Americans are so immune to just minimum, they don't care after mm-hmm. they do their minimum. After they do their job, it's okay for them. Because they're like, oh yeah, I did already my responsibility. Like For example, I'm not getting paid to take out the trash. I'm only getting paid to, I don't know, flip burgers. Right. But as a foreigner, you're, we're, our mindset is like, Oh, my God, it's not going to hurt if I take out the trash one day, for example. Mm-hmm. So always going an s- extra step. It could be small. It could be big. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It always is going to put you into a higher. What's the word? Like higher.
0: It gives you more respect, more value.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, I can agree with that. And I see it a lot, especially working in the food industry and just everything with middle school, elementary, high school, all that, you know. I was born and raised here. So, you know, I definitely see that. And with a lot of my foreign friends like you, y'all had that mentality. Let's take it to the next level. Let's take the next step. Now, with us, we're a very privileged group of individuals, right? Americans are very spoiled. Yes. Very arrogant. So, but they we don't.
1: Still- Phil, America is so rich. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for Compared sure. to other countries, they're very rich in nutrients, they're very rich in job opportunities. Right. They're very rich in uh, everything, but the mentality is so poor. That's mm-hmm. why United States or like the Americans keep they can't top tier with other they can't even compete with other nationalities mm-hmm. because the mentality that uh, like if you lack something your goal is to go get that right mm-hmm. yeah because americans already have it they're not stressed mm-hmm. but a person that's willing if that's their only way out they're going to do everything to get out of that situation right yeah and unfortunately a lot of americans not all because there are obviously some really great ones that always um go for it but majority if i'm speaking majority they don't even know what they have that's why it's hard for them to see and they lose it so yeah
0: right right and yeah you're you're i would consider you a serial entrepreneur but you know you have a lot of businesses a lot of a lot of things that you do a lot of things that not only do you do with with your, your family but you know a couple or no no let me not say that not only do you have it with yourself, but you do it with your family. And that's a big thing for you, You, at least from what you've told me in the past. How big is community where you are, where you're from, and, and, and with what you do? Because a lot of what you do is a lot of relationship building. There's
1: a lot of so, networking.
0: And, yeah, what's that like?
1: I don't know if I can say what I do. Would that be okay? You
0: don't, <laughs> don't, you don't have to say what you do whatever you whatever you're comfortable with. You don't have to say what you If do I can say it, I don't but, mind
1: saying it, but Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, whatever. So
1: um I do have a couple well, several gas stations and I have several smoke shops. I have um a hookah lounge that I recently opened. So um I guess you need to have you need to know how to communicate. Yes, having friends and community, that plays a big role, yes. But also knowing how to communicate in a business level is very important. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people, that's why a lot of people attempt being an entrepreneur, but they can't. Because, yeah, the skills are there, but communication is a lack. Mm-hmm. For example, you can't treat a friend like you would treat your business partner. It's going to fail. You can't, like, whatever. So, me, personally, I came about my businesses through my brothers. So, I have, um, obviously, brothers. And it's way common in Arabs that we have our own business stores. You know, it could be a convenience store, you know, a little mini market, Mm -hmm. whatever.
0: Why yeah, why is we, that common? Why is that common?
1: Because Arabs when we come from Middle East, Middle East is very rich. It has a lot of rich soils. If you go to a Middle East and if you go to their poorest, I mean the poorest village, it'll probably be the most like fashionable neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like a rich neighborhood here when it like if you go there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But So that's where we get marketed, marketism or like the business, because a lot of times and we grow out of like it can start in a convenience store and then we build up because we ship so many stuff from Middle East that does not happen to be here in United States. So that's why that's how you gain customers. First of all, you when you have something that You can't find nowhere else but here, you're gonna have customers coming back there, Mm -hmm. so that's how you build business. And now I'm basically not living off of it because I do do other things. I don't think once you like, I'm probably like a person my age, I'm 23, I'm young, okay, I'm a female. A lot of people, if they were in my position, would probably be like, oh, I don't need to work because I already have my businesses. I already have an income. And it's not, like, a weak business. It's a very good business. Like, it has a lot. I'm profiting a lot. So, Mm -hmm. a lot of people my age would be like, oh, yeah, I don't need to work. Me over here, I'm like, yeah, but what's wrong with working more? And, like, yeah, I do want to travel the world but why why like why should i just stop here because that's one thing about business you can never pretend like you're gonna have that business for the rest of your day something can happen and you would be all out for example when covid hit and everywhere was shut down we were hurt Mm -hmm. so it was the my other job working in the hospital that kept me alive So always being ambitious, trying to see what you can do, always being busy because that's how entrepreneurs work. You have to be busy. You can't be like, okay, I got to my goal. I can stop now. No. What's your next goal? What can you do more? That's the biggest difference in mentality between Americans and Middle Easterns. We don't stop. We keep going for, like, if we we wanted something and we got that, okay, what's something that's going to multiply that? By two, you keep going and going and going until one day, like, God forbid, like, you know, you're done, or like, you get married, or something. I don't know. It people have different standards, so Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: With that being the case, and with that being a mentality, your upbringing, we touched on that, and with you knowing that that's a strong mindset and, and, and a necessary mindset to succeed. How does that affect the people that you associate yourself with? Friends, relationships, whatever.
1: So my businesses or like not my business or like me personally, I build all friendships based on someone's personality. Okay, I can't I don't look, for example, I don't look at someone that has the same financial status as me i can't for me that's very unvaluable like because a financial status does not make a if there's one thing in this world that does not have a price it's someone's personality character. yes so you can't set a price on that so a lot of the times my friends and i have so little because you got to keep your circle small you right. can't have a big circle. There's so many people who say they want the best for you, but they be plotting on your worst, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You got to learn that one way or another. Not every, probably the person you know last year is probably not in your life now. Mm-hmm. But my friends, I usually meet them off like, I don't know, either school or like when, like if they come too much to my business, like hookah lounge, and then we can like, connect and whatnot so really anybody can be my friend I the thing is can you maintain that because Mm -hmm. I I look out for people's actions a lot Mm -hmm. so yeah you can be my friend but can you maintain my friend is the question for me Mm -hmm. because it's your characteristic it's how you intake on it how you intake things how you act and most importantly, your vibe. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a chill vibe, yeah, we could be friends. Mm-hmm. If you have a vibe that's gonna throw me off for a split second, it's done.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't like wishy washy and indecisive.
1: Yeah. What if I get a glimpse of what nope is done? I can't give people I can't give second chances because for me, I believe if a person did it on one, they're gonna do it again. You can't give people a second chance it's in some, some scenarios. There you
0: go. Yeah, yeah some scenarios. It's people change. Yeah. Word. Okay. If you if you don't want to share on air, what was an instance? Have you ever had an instance where somebody who you may have trusted or felt like you trusted and they showed you reason to believe what you believe now? Like what what, what experience gave you that ideology?
1: As in my personality or like my job?
0: No, nah, well, personal, personal. Like, you know, with trusting people and considering people friends because you could like somebody, and I know how you are. You, you would like somebody that's cool, but they're not your friend until you could really trust them.
1: So I had a friend that was, like, I we basically came to the United States at the same time. Her family and my family yeah. came at the same time, and, like, we were really close friends for a very long time. Like, I'm talking about... 1011 years friendship and this ended like two years ago basically and <clears throat> it all started when and me with my friends I don't talk about money okay like mm-hmm. if I'm going out to dinner it's okay I'll pay for it. I don't ever speak on that and that's one thing that Arabs we don't we don't do that money talk mm-hmm. unless it's business mm-hmm. so
0: that's obviously,
1: smart, Go ahead.
0: That's no, that's that's smart. A lot of people they flash and they talk about money, but that's not good.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I we, we can't do that. Like, what you're gonna get like five dollars and 14 cents back for my Starbucks? What, like, you want me to give you the cents too? Uh, no, that's something I can't personally do, but people are on a budget, so that's them. They can do it, anyways. I had this one friend, um, you know, we basically known each other for a very long time and. When I was first plotting on like m- opening my hookah lounge, mm-hmm. you know, it takes about a good two to three years before you can open something because you have to like plot it and like construct it and like build on it a lot. right. Of- right. Like, you know, there's licenses license and stuff. Yeah. And right. getting that place inspected and stuff. Uh-huh. So this friend would always, quote unquote, come to help me. Okay. And, she would always like she would always come next to me. She would be hungry. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, that's not fine because everybody knows I'm a big eater. Like I eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. She would always come and she would be so hungry. So I would always order us food and we would eat and whatnot. And I always pay. I and I had no problem with that because you're my friend. Like I'm not gonna talk about ten, fifteen dollars to you, you know. That's something like for some people, it's a red flag, because if you're always paying, that's people be like alarmed. But I wasn't alarmed because I'm used to it. Like if that means for me, I think, oh, that person does not have the means yet. You know, it's not that big of a deal. And then whenever I went to go pick up the food, I realized she was flirting with my land land owner or like whatever, like mm-hmm. the person that's releasing it to me. Mm-hmm. And she continued on to saying to him how untrustworthy I was and like
0: mm-hmm. she she was,
1: Yeah. She was basically going behind my back and saying um bad things so he doesn't rent it to me. Okay, and she doesn't have anything. Like, she doesn't, when I mean anything, like, she doesn't have, like, store. Like, she doesn't have none of that. And they got into a romantic relationship. She managed to get into his head like that. And he said one day after they broke up, saying, oh, Amira, I can't give it to you because of this, this, this. She said, your best friend, the person that trusts you or knows knows you the most. Said this about you and what do you have to say? Mm -hmm. And I was at that point so shocked. I was like, what? You're supposed to be my best friend. What? Mm -hmm. So that's what I learned. People will be eaters behind your back. Not just money wise. They'll be eating your nice side of like, you know, what's that word in English? Like they'll be eating your nice version of you. Mm-hmm. They advent like I call take, them freebies. Take advantage
0: of you. They use you. That's yeah. I call yes. them
1: freebies. Mm-hmm.
0: freebies. Oh, a leech. A leech. Yeah, yeah a leech. I yes.
1: I call them freebies because anything they can land free on, they'll try to get on top of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's sure. one thing I look out for a friendship. If I'm making it right now, like you got to really show me that I could trust you. And honestly, I don't trust anybody. (laughs) Like, I don't trust nobody but my mom and my dad and my brothers, like, basically. Mm
0: -hmm. That's not bad. (laughs) That's actually good. I don't have any more questions. I think we pretty much touched on what we needed to, and there's a lot in this episode that people could take in and run especially with a younger demographic who listens. So, Amira, thank you for your time. Uh, shout out to the new listeners, shout out to the old listeners, and all in between. If you like what you heard, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Follow me on Instagram at iBrock0808, or the podcast Instagram at Best of Both Worlds. One word, no special characters, no spaces. And hit me with topics, hit me with requests if you want to join and be a guest, and I'm out.